Flicker Effect, episode 314. We are recording this on Saturday or Sunday. It's not a Saturday. What am I thinking? On Sunday, November 10th, 2019. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, everybody. What's up? And Michelle Hillard. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, this will be the first week I tapped out my AMC A-list account. Saw three movies this whoop, week. Whoop. What? I know it's a crazy world we live in. We'll get to that in a second, though. Let's talk box office. That crazy box office this week. Oh, that crazy box office. Mm. Oh, it came back to bite, <laughs> came back to bite us, didn't it? Yeah. Well, wow. Me and Bobby, it did. You and Yasha, you, you guys did okay, <laughs> relatively speaking. Well, right. I think there's a small part of me that was slightly hopeful for Midway and I'm insanely amazed at what Midway has accomplished. I would, I was not thinking it was going to do as well as it did. Well, to say it, I mean, it still didn't make huge money. No, 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 no. It still made peanuts as to what it probably cost to make it. But, uh, yeah. Um, it did better than I thought it was going to. (laughs) Yeah. Midway was number one at the box office with 17 and a half. Uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, the kind of pretty disappointing numbers for Doctor Sleep. Um, it came in at number two with only fourteen million. Mm-hmm. I think that was the hope was like maybe pulling in twenty five. I think is what the studio was hoping for. So yeah, there's that. Uh, Playing with Fire, another new release at number three with twelve point eight. Last Christmas down at number four with eleven point six. I guess uh, no one's really ready to see Christmas movies yet. And Sorely. Terminator Dark Fate at number five with uh, 10.8. Joker yeah. Joker has finally been pushed out of the top five. I I think it's just way too early for Christmas films. Like the fact that they released this this weekend, I was surprised they weren't waiting until Thanksgiving. Like it's really early for Christmas films. It is. It's been pretty common practice though at this point to put Christmas movies out in november pre-thanksgiving i'm not saying i agree with it but more family more like kid friendly i should say christmasy films early and i kind of get that but it's still like i think as thanksgiving is so much later this month than what i think sometimes we're used to you know and i don't know it just seems like yeah and then there's this whole playing with fire like who the hell thought that that film was gonna do decent jesus that looked like a piece of garbage for even a kid's film. like it just looked horrible i had to think a second of what that even was and yeah that was that john cena movie oh no i had to look it up because yeah. i couldn't remember the title of it because i basically threw it out my i was head. just about to google it as you were talking i'm like oh wait yeah i remember what that is now yeah no it looks like a piece of crap yeah i honestly thought that was gonna tank really just because i mean if you look at it it the trailer and obviously you guys had to sort of kind of remember what it was but if you watch the trailer it just doesn't look like anything that would get a a widescreen release it looks like something you'd find on the the corners of netflix that or just not even anywhere in a theater yeah it seems like something back in the day yeah sure you would have it in the theater because there weren't any other options like netflix or some streaming service but it looks like a streaming service thing at this point, but yeah. I, it surprised me. 
No, it looks like something either on a streaming service or like that Nickelodeon would make for the Nickelodeon right. channel. Like it just doesn't look like a film that would ever or make Disney. it into a movie theater. And it did. And for what it is, I will say this film did decently well. I mean, I mean, no, no surprise, you know, like the critics think it's trash and it doesn't it looks horrible even for a kids film this just looks stupid basically it, the premise looks like let's let kids who are separated from their parents just f around in a fire station and john cena is supposed to wrangle them yeah that premise basically the whole premise of the whole film <laughs> right there anyways so yeah i don't have it right in front of me but i think michelle both you and yasha had last christmas at number four Sweet. So you each got a point this week on our box what? office battle, and that's it. I think Bobby and I completely zeroed out. Goose egg. Goose egg. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm impressed they got one. I will say Midway surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, you know, I so here's my thought on, on Midway. I think what I put um, Dr. Sleep at around 25 or higher than that maybe I thought it was going to do really good based on word of mouth and yeah. just the reviews and everything else. But, you know, I still had Midway thinking that it was going to come in around 20-something. So I thought it was going to do well, specifically because it being uh, Veterans Day tomorrow, that it would have, like, this good little push behind it. But um, for it to hit number one, I, I definitely, obviously, as the box office bets or picks go i wasn't accounting for that to be number one at all so for it to one be number one and two for the the amounts that the movies made this week to be so low it's a little confounding actually yeah yeah (laughs) um with that uh so bobby you talked about dr sleep Last week, you saw like an early screening of it, I guess. I forget. How did you yeah. see that a week early? It was like an event they did or? It was a Fandango fan event. Uh, so I was right. able to get tickets for it and, and get a chance to see it early. So you talked about it last week. You liked it. Yeah. Um, Michelle and I saw it this week. We haven't talked about it yet. So I'm curious. <laughs> I think we're both curious to see what we thought. I don't know the... I don't know your reaction. You've kind of hinted around it, Michelle, and you haven't really. Kind of. You you seem like of the three movies we saw this week, I got the impression this was the one you're like, all right, I'm looking forward to. I have things to say or something like that. I I forget what you said something yesterday along those lines. No, I'm really curious as to what your opinion is on it. And I'm wondering if you and I are sharing the same opinion. Um, I will say I was, I was really looking forward to seeing this film. I, I love The Shining. It's I I it's probably my favorite scary I'll say scary movie, I guess for me. Like it's the most like cerebral, like thought invoking, like it's it's me it encompasses what scary movies should be about. And it's probably my absolute favorite scary movie. And I'm not the biggest scary movie person, so for me to even have one is like big. Anyways, I love The Shining. I really need to read it. I haven't read it. Um, actually, I think I tried reading oh, it Oh, I once. thought you had read it. I think I tried reading it once, and I never quite finished it officially. Like, I think I read, like, two-thirds of it, and then never finished it for whatever reasons. Anyways. So, Doctor Sleep, which I have definitely not read. Um, It was really disappointing for me. 
Uh, I didn't have like high expectations, but I was definitely hoping for like, oof, man, my mind. Whoa, dude, that was, there were some moments there that got me going. Yeah, no, it didn't. Not at all. It kind of reminded me of something I would have seen as a TV miniseries. I, I really was not feeling it. It really seemed very, I don't know. I will say, like, I feel that the, on the one side of things, I, I don't know. I feel like you kind of know that by the end of this film where it's going to end up at. But I will say they put that off for a very good amount of time. And I was impressed that they were able to try to almost construct their own storyline separate from The Shining in a way and make it its own thing. And that is kind of impressive. But I think... As I was watching it, all I kind of kept thinking was, I could see how reading this book, this book would be really good. Because in your head, I think it would really get in your head. But watching it on screen, I was like, I feel like I'm watching something that was made for a TV docuseries. Hmm. So, yeah. That's where you are. And, I mean, there were some moments that were good and reminiscent and kind of made you go, oh, yeah. But as a whole, I was not impressed by this film. Um, I also am a big fan of The Shining. I have read The Shining, so I'm well aware of the differences between The Shining, the novel, and The Shining, the film. Kubrick's film, yeah. And I love them both, but they are not really the same. They are. I mean, don't me wrong. It's basically the same storyline, but the kind of premise, I, I don't, that's not even the right way to put it, but there's something about the basic kind of premise of around the boy in the book is definitely different or it's not really even, it's not that it's different. It's just, it's just really not portrayed in the movie. Kubrick decides to just kind of remove some more kind of explanation. Lays over it a little more. Know? Yeah. Uh, but they're both great. I really enjoyed the book. Um, I have not read Dr. Sleep either. And uh, I'm definitely curious to read it now, but I have not read that book. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I was really, really impressed with it. I really like this movie. I'm not saying it's perfect. There's a couple moments here and there that I'm like, eh, I could have done without that. Mainly one one or two things. One thing in particular at the end, and since we're not going to talk about spoilers, I don't really want to say oh, it. Man. But there's one thing toward the end that I'm like, eh. I feel like this is getting fan servicey. But other than that, mm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I could see as I'm watching it that I bet the book is even better. <laughs> Yeah, like, but uh, I liked it. Can, I I liked that. Sorry, real quick. I I like yeah, kind of like you said last week, Bobby, that this movie, you know, does a good job of tying it into the Kubrick Shining universe, if you will, mm -hmm. but at the same time, kind of explaining more about what happened in the book, you know, in this movie, like mm -hmm. even with him back when he was a boy at the times of the shining or um yeah i don't know i mike flanagan the director he did ha the haunting of hill house on netflix which i loved and i, know that, yeah. uh, I thought he did a great job here i liked i very much liked the choice of shooting everything new that took place back at the overlook i really like the choice of just using new actors that look the parts mm-hmm and not trying to digitally do anything with anybody. 
I I really applaud that move. <laughs> I will I will definitely agree with you on that. I thought that was a smooth move too. And there's certain moments too where especially the mother is she really <laughs> there's certain shots where I'm like that's really perfect. Well. That's the exact her shot. mannerisms, like, the inflections of her voice, even at times right. the way she would say Danny's name mm-hmm. was very much the way. Now my brain just lost yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember her name. I Lily. should know it. But Anyways, anyway, but yeah, it was it was impressive. I I would definitely give credit to that for sure. Like that was that was a good choice on his on his side. I, yeah, I will agree. De- definitely. I I like that a lot. And uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. There's a moment in the middle of this film. I, I, it's not like there's anything ever really. I think scary in this movie. I don't. There's nothing incredibly frightening. I just enjoyed the watch. There was a moment in the middle of the film. I don't really know if I can explain it, but when it's a pretty suspenseful, kind of terrifying scene to watch, and just the whole way that played out versus you know the way it was kind of cutting between locations. And what was being done to this one person and uh. the score and it, I was really effective and I really liked that part of the film. It's probably my favorite part of the movie is terrifying and terrible as it was to watch. It was just incredibly well done. Also, before I forget, we saw this movie in IMAX, which it was more just like, well, hey, we can see it in IMAX with our A-list account. And yeah. this looks like it's probably a good looking movie. I'd like to see it in a decent theater. Dolby Cinema wasn't an option. I am... Th- extremely happy we saw an IMAX. I thought it looked incredibly good in IMAX. The way this movie was shot, there's a lot of scenes very reminiscent of the way Kubrick would shoot something. It looked great on that big screen that we saw it in. I, I'm very happy we saw it in there, especially the sound in an IMAX theater is very loud and usually quite good. And the the mix of this film was fantastic. I, I really like this movie. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, you go ahead because you were going to see something earlier. Yeah, you were. In. What were you going to jump in with? Well, one you mentioned about reading the book, and I don't have a, a large pool to pull from, but from what I heard, they say that the book isn't. It, it's um, it's maybe not that great, but I'm not saying that it's terrible. But uh, it seems to be the. Uh, the consensus I've heard is that it's it's okay, but uh, Mike Flanagan does a, a better job of uh, adapting the material to make it something better than what the book was, especially when it comes to the uh, ah I forget the name of the the bad guys in it, but I, I guess they come off kind of um, comical in the in the book version mm. in a way. Okay. But mm. um, all I know is that after watching this movie. Rebecca Ferguson just like I don't know she's there's something about her in this movie that made me like you know how you start to fanboy about a person or or really start to like want to see them in more things I just have not to my recollection seen Rebecca Ferguson do anything in this mold before and she plays a bad guy in such a way that is kind of like alluring and sexy and just like i don't know there's something about her in this role that just like made me like be like oh my god rebecca ferguson kind of thing even though i liked her since that first um time seeing her in mission impossible but yeah there's something about her in this role i don't know i really liked her a lot he's just now getting on the fanboy no that's what i'm saying i've been on it but it's like this elevated it yeah i get that she's 
she's a she's a really good actress and she's ridiculously beautiful it is she's very hard to um i don't know it, it's hard to not just look at her and just be like wow she's beautiful like she's just awe-inspiringly pretty it's very captivating right um no what i was gonna say was that i agree i think the sound mix on this was really good um and i think as a whole the editing was really good but I don't know. They're just, it was something the way some things came off rubbed me kind of wrong on this. It just kind of felt like, oh, it's just, I, I don't think it was coming down to me at, at quite the right epic level of a cinematic film at part in most of it. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't hate the movie, but I was watching it. I was definitely like, and again, I haven't read the book, but I was thinking, I guess this as a book would be awesome to read, but. It just didn't seem to transfer to me. I will say, too, uh, as much as I'm praising the movie, I think it was really good. I'm not saying the movie's fantastic, but I really enjoyed it. Ewan McGregor is fine. Like, There's nothing about him as Danny that kind of blew me away by any means as the lead of this movie that I liked. I thought, I hate to say, I could easily see maybe a different actor in that part in it might have been better yeah like and i like you and mcgregor to be clear i i think he's great but in this he's i don't know i think he's fine and i i just i could be wrong but i get the impression that the book probably goes a they probably use danny a lot more i think in the book just just the name of the movie and the book dr sleep and kind of how you learn why it's called that and that aspect of in the movie is just very brief and it yeah. makes you almost feel like well why is this called dr sleep <laughs> right, right. You know? it does it and it does. gives me the impression that there's probably something more there in the book than than there is here in this movie but i could be wrong mm-hmm. i i will say i think standout performances in this film is definitely to rebecca ferguson and kylie Curran, who plays abra right and mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I, I'm not saying I didn't like the film. Like I was, I was like, oh, I hate this. This is horrible. It was just kind of for me. I was just kind of like, eh, I guess it's fine. Like, I don't know. I just didn't get excited at any point really in this film. I don't know. I did. I mean, there was <laughs> even like we were in the theater in the middle of the day on a Friday. And it was an IMAX theater, so mm-hmm. it's big. And it, I mean, in the middle of the day on a Friday, it was relatively empty. And I was kind of expected that um but there was a part of me like at the end i could imagine if i had been in a packed theater with a bunch of shining fans like on thursday night and you get to this moment toward the end of the film that i felt like excited i felt excited inside watching what i was watching like i was at a marvel movie (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, and I I was kind I can't of can't wait to do spoil effect on this one. I was almost I know. I just, just I'm like, why don't we just do like two minutes of spoilers? I, or something, I don't cause... want to do spoilers in the middle of an episode. <laughs> now I don't I hate asking everybody. Okay, guys, jump two minutes ahead. Like, yeah, maybe maybe we could just tag on at the end of this. Like, you know, at the okay. end of this episode, we can talk some spoilers. But but yeah, I don't I don't want to do it right in the middle. So anyway. I, I, I enjoyed it. I was I was very happy that we saw it. Again, I was super happy we saw an IMAX because I was kind of indifferent about that. I was like, I want to see it in a good theater. Sure, IMAX. And I thought it looked great on IMAX. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely some good shots for certain. I mean, there's there's definitely one or two shots that for me were stand out of like, wow, this good, good job. 
like and it 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 came off well in the imax screen i will definitely give credit where credit's due right anyways Anyways. i'm not not hating on it it just wasn't i don't know didn't do it for you it just didn't do it for me and I agree with you. You said this and same thing. I I really want to watch The Shining again now. I mean, I've seen The Shining many oh. times, but it has been a it's been a bit since I've watched it from beginning to end. I like giving The Shining actually a few years in between viewings. It, it, and I don't know why, but I started doing that because the, the first time I saw The Shining, I was in ninth grade. So I just started high school. And then the next time I watched it, I had finished high school. And then the time after that, I was in college, in my middle of my college years. Like, I feel like I give about three years. Every three years, I watch The Shining. Like, I like to give it a break. And then I only watch it one time and from, from start to end. And I, I enjoy a full evening of it. And it just, I don't know. Like, there's been times I've watched it and it's just messed with my head. It's been great. And I love it. I, yeah. I really enjoy that film a lot. Oh, it's great. Uh... Talking new releases this weekend, Bobby, is there anything you saw? I mean, I know you saw Doctor Sleep last week, so did you see anything new this weekend, Midway or anything? Yeah, I did, actually. I did see Midway. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I I was on the fence about it, honestly. At one point, I was really into the idea of seeing it just because, I don't know, it just the, the preview for it looked really good. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm into this. And then... I saw some of the reviews within the past few days and it kind of pulled me back from it. I was like, mm, I don't know, maybe not. And then I saw one review where it was on Twitter and it was someone that I, I don't always agree with what they, they think, but what he said about this film made me was like, okay, let me go check it out. So it's done by Roland Emmerich is directed by him. And obviously, if you know anything about Roland Emmerich, he likes big, bombastic movies. Uh, Independence Day is obviously uh, one to point to that's probably his biggest film that's bombastic in that way. And it has such a diverse cast. Like, uh, I'm looking on IMDb for it, and there's Ed Skrine, Patrick Wilson, Woody Harrelson, Luke Evans, Mandy Moore, Dennis Quaid, Aaron Eckhart. Nick Jonas. I mean, it's so many people in the movie. And, and every time they pop up, I'm like, hey, hey, because I didn't look to see who all was in it before, just what, what I could see in the preview. And um, it's it plays out in a way that I don't know fully the history of uh, Midway other than, you know, that this is a big battle in terms of the Japanese versus the U.S. after mm-hmm. uh, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor gets bombed. So there's this big back and forth between the Japanese fighters and uh, the U.S. fighters. And so it's kind of like, okay, it's all building to this, this big battle. It's almost like a, like a, like they're playing this strategic game back and forth of picking places to hit and, and seeing who can turn the tide. And it, it plays out in a way that is almost like I independence day, but not, um, I don't know. I don't want to say corny cause I didn't think independence day was corny, but if you, if you look back on it, it has sort of a, a, a sheen to it. That's, mm-hmm. you know, 
not as as the way it was when you were first sitting down watching that movie. Yeah, that's so the 90s you watch, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It was, so, just, it was just it was 90s so That's kind of. It, I don't know. Looking Pretty at much. 90s films now are, is different than watching 90s films in the 90s. But and I'm sorry, continue. Absolutely. No, no, no. You're right. So so when you watch this one, it has that kind of familiar beat pattern to it in a way where something happens and, and it's, it's pretty um, intense and lots of things going on. And then it gives you some moments to breathe and then some more intense and big explosions and types of action goes on then you have a little bit moment to breathe and it plays like that but the 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 battle scenes and everything i don't i wouldn't say it's on the level of like saving private ryan in terms of um just how much it makes you feel a part of the 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 battle and the war but it does it in such a um Gosh, it's so hard to, to pin it on this movie, but it does it in such a way that it feels like it's a, a Hollywood blockbuster movie about a war, but in a way that's entertaining but still educational. I don't. It's so hard to describe it in in a way that makes sense. But ultimately, I felt like it it did its job in terms of portraying this battle and the lead up to this battle, and in a in a way that was also entertaining. Because I came out of it enjoying what I saw. And in fact, I wasn't the only one because it was a, I think the theater was sold out and there was a lot of applause after the movie ended. So everyone seemed to really enjoy it. And it just plays like, like Independence Day. I keep wanting to call it ID4. Independence Day (laughs) and uh, like a mix of that and Pearl Harbor, the Michael Bay movie, but better than that in a way. So. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's getting a lot of comparison to Pearl Harbor, and a lot of people are saying that the Pearl Harbor is a better film, which is interesting because Pearl Harbor is not a great film. But um, no, right. But I will say so. It's like I when I, I I'm curious about Midway. To me, watching it, it looks like it, it's very reminiscent of like '90s blockbuster wartime film kind of thing. It gives me a very yeah. like. Pearl Harbor slash Armageddon slash uh, Independence Day kind of vibes. And part of me does really enjoy going to see those films. But I will say, like, it, I could tell it looks like when it comes to any kind of, like, deep levelness of stuff, it, it's going to fall pretty shallow. Right. Pretty much. I mean, you just just uh you pretty much said it better than i said it so if you're into that kind of thing then go check out midway otherwise you probably want to look for something deeper i will i will say though when it comes to wartime films this year i am hell of excited for 1917 Mm. i am super looking forward to this world war one film which I don't think I've ever really set out in the world. Like I've never said, I'm looking forward to a World War One film. Like that's, I don't think those words yeah. have ever come out of my mouth, but I'm looking <laughs> forward to this World War One film. I think that looks amazing. It looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. Looks oh, I really hope it doesn't disappoint. I'm going to be so bummed if it sucks because <laughs> it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, anything else new, Bobby? No, was, nothing else. You, you're showing. Mm. We, we saw a couple other movies this week. We did. We saw Jojo Rabbit. We did some spoiler effects. Yeah, so we've talked about this, but we haven't talked about it out here. So, Michelle, what'd you think of Jojo Rabbit? So, I was looking forward to Jojo Rabbit. Pretty, I was very excited for this film. 
my expectations were pretty high. My expectations were not met um, with it, but uh, yeah, I still really liked it. You still what? I I still really liked it. Um, I enjoyed it. I think I don't know. It's hard to explain the. Even though I feel that some of the best parts of the film were completely revealed and spoiled from the trailers that were released by whatever marketing company that they had for the Fox Searchlight film, Jojo Rabbit, I still enjoy this film. I still very much enjoy this message. I still liked watching the story as predictable as it is unfold in front of me. I, I, I like the performances I saw. It, I, I came out of this film happy. Not as happy as I think I wanted to be, right? But still happy with this film. Like it's still, I would say it's definitely one of my favorite films this year. Not the favorite, but one of my favorite films this this year. Um, yeah, for me, I would agree. I think, well, one, I was also going into this with ridiculously high expectations. Like, I, I mean, I just, I was really looking forward to this. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I just thought the trailers looked great it just looked like a lot of fun i liked taika watiti i liked this cast and everybody that was in this and i could you know tell from the story from the trailer this this is gonna be something i'm going to enjoy i'm I'm, i really couldn't wait and they kind of suddenly just kind of dropped showings in orlando like two days before they happened i was like oh wait it is playing this weekend boom getting tickets that's happening as soon as i can and I walked out of this movie very disappointed in what I'd seen. <laughs> I was really bummed out because I also agree with the other thing you said. I think I think the trailer, that, that later full-length trailer for Jojo Rabbit shows way too much of kind of the funny jokes and and stuff with Taika as Adolf Hitler and... It just there's too many things in that trailer that I as the movie was progressing, I was like, okay, here this comes, and okay, here it comes this moment. I mean, yeah. stuff at the very end of the film, I was oh. like, okay, here comes this moment. Like, just so much of that. It, I I try my best to think about this movie, like, okay, what if I had gone into this without having seen a trailer? Just how is the movie, David? Yeah, the movie. It's a delightful film. It is. Unfortunately, I didn't get to experience it that way. I I walked out bummed and not I didn't really enjoy what I had seen for the most part. It's complicated, you know. I'm saying I think it's a good movie, but I didn't have a good time watching it because Your experience was not good. No, because beyond what I had seen in the trailer, I don't think there was a lot more there, you know? Like this story, and I'm not spoiling anything because it's in the trailer. The story between this boy and this young Jewish girl that is hiding in his house that he discovers beyond you can tell from the trailer exactly where this is going. And there's really not a lot more there for me in this movie. There's just, there just wasn't. And I I don't know. I, (laughs) what's what's so funny? No, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why, because when you were saying that, that there really wasn't a lot for you in this movie. A, a lot of things flashed in my head. One was the fact that, uh, unlike you and Michelle, I think I only ever saw that first trailer, so I didn't see anything beyond that. So 
I had no idea of some of the other aspects of it. But what actually made me laugh is, I, I don't know why, but when I when I was reviewing it, I mentioned that throughout the movie, I smiled a lot, but didn't really sort of laugh. But a lot of people around me were laughing. But the one person that made me laugh in the movie was Yorkie, and the JoJo's friend. Yeah. And I was just thinking about some of the little lines he had, especially towards the the end when everything was kind of coming to a close with the war and everything. And right. some of the things that happened to him. And, and one of the things that happened to him just sort of flashed in my head and, and made me laugh out loud. So I didn't, I didn't mean to laugh. Oh, no, that's okay. Talking, like, yeah, what's just, so funny about what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it was just a visual of, of the, sort of an indestructible kid kind of thing going on. In right. So it's it's tough. I have I feel like I have a compl- complicated review of this where overall I acknowledge I think this is a good film though I don't think it's that great and but my experience because of the trailer was not good. I mean, I'm not saying I saw this trailer a trailer a million times, but I definitely saw it in front of a lot of other movies. Yeah. This is one of those trailers I've I've seen a lot of. And I remember every time I see it, I'd get excited. I'm like, yeah. man, I can't. You, you and I would talk about this. We would watch the trailer and be like, man, I can't wait to see this movie. This is going to be so great. Right? right. Like, I think we were both hoping there'd be more than just that. And there just wasn't a lot more to it than that. Now, while that was good, what we were seeing was good. There wasn't additional to that. Like, if, if there was, they just left nothing to the imagination. They yeah. left nothing left for you when you see this film. Like, they just... they. They just, they revealed, they pulled the curtain back in the whole trailer. And I mean, I fully agree. So like very quickly as the movie was going underway, I was like, man, I'm going to have to try to ignore the fact that I know what I know from the trailers. Like I have to try to ignore this. That's all I can do right now. And I was trying to just enjoy as much as I could. And I still did enjoy this film, but if I can, the only thing I can tell, tell people and recommend is literally to watch Jojo Rabbit without seeing the trailers. Like if you can do that, I think you will really enjoy this film and you will walk away so happy. But if if you've seen the trailers, you've basically seen the movie. I would at least say maybe watch the first one so you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Because if you just hear us talking about Jojo Rabbit and we haven't actually explained the premise and you go in and you see this movie about like this Hitler kind of thing and you're not expecting anything. It might be a little jarring to not know exactly what you're kind of walking into. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say too, I, I thought the cast was great. Scarlett Johansson is fantastic in this oh, movie. She's fabulous. Um, now I'm blanking on her name. The, the, the actress, the, 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 Amona, the from, from Logan, Simathina. No, Tim, no, 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 sorry. I'll look it up real quick. You're I'm, killing me now. Oh, I'm killing you. Sorry. I just don't remember her name. Uh, Rebel Wilson. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, I was oh, not a fan of her in this. Like, it, oh. that was one character I felt like was just this kind of over the top. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is ridiculousness. And it's a lot of all the characters in here are over the top but her inclusion in it and i have no problem with rebel wilson she's fine i mean you know i'm, I'm not like a hater or anything but her inclusion in this film it just that was kind of beyond like what was necessary i, I don't that's the best way i could put it i i wasn't a fan other than that i think everybody was great and yeah no i think scarlet was amazing in it Tycho was really good sam rockwell i loved every moment he was on the screen i thought he was fabulous 
Um, and then yeah, that that the short time that you have Stephen Merchant on. Oh yeah, that was my <laughs> oh favorite my part of the movie. Uh, Stephen Merchant's scene, that whole section <laughs> of the film is fantastic. It, I, that's, I almost wish it went on longer. Right. But it's so crazy because it rides such a fine balance between being tense but yet funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like, I don't know how you do it. You're making me laugh and you're making me scared at the same time. Right. But like yeah, I'm yeah. petrified out of my mind, but I'm laughing about the situation that's unfolding. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So, Anyways. I mean, for me, I'd, I'd be shocked if this were in my top 10. I, I don't see that happening. I just... No, no. So. Yeah. But. That's where I am. There's another film we saw this week. We saw Parasite this week. And I will go ahead and jump out there and say David really liked Parasite. (laughs) I did. I thought Parasite was, I would probably say fantastic. I thought. What a ride. That that was a damn good film. And that will almost certainly be in my top 10. <laughs> I mean, if it's not, I've, I'm going to be seeing some pretty damn good stuff by the end of the year and I can't wait to see them. But, uh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this film, um, from if I'm going to say his name off the top of my head. So if I'm getting it right, Bong Joon-ho is the director. He previously directed Okja on Netflix and, uh, Snowpiercer, the film, uh, yeah, I I really liked Parasite. I mean, yeah, for those who don't know, it's it's a South Korean film. This is subtitled, but uh, I I highly recommend it. I I thought it was great. This was the opposite experience of Jojo Rabbit. Not in just that I thought it was a great film, but I had never seen a trailer for Parasite, so mm. I I rarely get to go into a movie with this kind of experience. I didn't even know what the premise was. I had seen a poster. And I basically just knew that this movie is apparently great. And yeah, you I just heard things and what Bobby said. And yeah, well, I mean, for me, anytime you're hearing a ton of praise like this for any movie, I don't care what it's about. Hey, if everyone and their mom is going, this movie is fantastic. And it, you know, it was a hundred percent for a while. I think it's 99% yeah. now on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, to me, I'm like, well, whatever it is, sign me up. I'll check it out if it's that damn good. And this didn't disappoint. I went in with those expectations, but I also went in not having any idea what this was about. As it played out, I was like, what's going to happen next? Where is this going? And uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. What about you, Michelle? <laughs> I, I do not echo your guys' feelings on Parasite. I was not very impressed with it. I mean, it. I think it was a fine film, but I just don't think... In my opinion, I think it's getting too much praise and it's I don't think there was anything that was super amazing in this. And I feel like there's times when it has a hard time picking a direction. Is it a horror film with comedy? Is it a comedy film with some suspenseful aspects? I don't I don't know, but I I don't know. I was I was left kind of going, eh, all right, by the end of the film. It just it just didn't do anything for me. It just I was not impressed. I think it's just been toted up too much. Gotcha. It happens. You know, I'm kind of curious because it, that's between this and Jojo Rabbit, both of those movies are ones that 
have been hyped and you guys have come to it. Um, I wouldn't say late, but it's in the sense where uh, I think it's kind of like it's already reached the height of its hype. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like you guys have been privy to all that super hype. And so you go into it with that expectation. And and I'm curious, like if you would have saw it as the hype was sort of building as opposed to already so high, if you would come in at it at a different uh, expectation level to where it would maybe feel different. I mean, yeah, that's always, I think it's, it's a possibility. I think it's always hard to say. I mean, yeah, you know, for Parasite, I mean, Michelle, you, your, your main thing is that you think it's a fine film, but you think it's being overhyped. I mean, yeah, I am curious, like if you had really had heard nothing about this and it was just like a friend at him, Hey, check this movie out. And you watched it. I still don't know if I would have loved it though. I still, right. there's just, it just, I didn't walk out of this going, Oh my God, my mind, I'm just loving everything that I've I just didn't like, and I don't even think that's even part of the hype of it. I just didn't think it was that amazing. And yet for me with Jojo mm. rabbit, it's again, I think it's, it's not, I don't think it's so much a hype thing as it is the just trailer. everything I had seen Promotion. going into mm. it Yeah, true. because this, I mean, Jojo rabbit though. Yeah. There's a lot of hype around it. I mean, at least, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, I hate to keep referring to that, but it's not, it's not exactly similar to Parasite. It's a, it's lower. I think it's, it's in the 70% se- area. 79, I think I just saw. So it's a good score. Oh, but it's, it's, a, it's a very good but score. But it's not one of those films that is like damn near or at 100% where you were like, okay, there's something here if everyone right. is giving this a positive review. I mean, obviously, Jojo Rabbit's a little lower. Um, I wish that I had seen Jojo Rabbit without seeing trailers, and I wish... I don't know. With Parasite, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that would have changed my mind on Parasite. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, Jojo Rabbit going into it, I definitely had seen my fair share of kind of, I don't read reviews, but seeing kind of titles for reviews on Twitter and oh, such yeah, yeah. that were basically pointing at a review that was, this is a good movie. This isn't, you know, knock it out of the park amazing, but this is a, it's a good movie. Right. I was seeing kind of a lot of that feeling about it. I mean, I don't think it, it, it's rewritten the page on satire and Hitler and satire and anti-Judaism and satire and World War II. Like, I don't think it's reinventing the wheel on these ideas. I think it's improving a little bit on them. And I think it's borrowing from a lot of great influences to to create a, ne- a next level of this genre Specifically, I guess right. what I could say. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. Those so. those were our movies this week. I like Jojo Rabbit. Didn't really like Parasite. You loved Parasite. Didn't really love Jojo Rabbit. And I think I like. I definitely like Doctor Sleep more than you did. <laughs> I was not impressed with. Doctor I I don't dislike it. I just was not impressed with it. Like, yeah. That, I, I still I, think I, I watched The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> I still think one of my favorite. Bong Joon-ho movies is Parasite. Um, that movie, that was that. I think that was my introduction to him. And then, of course, Snowpiercer and um, wait, uh, which? Uh, so, which one are you saying is is your introduction to him? Parasite or no? Um, did I say Parasite? Yeah, you did. Uh, sorry, the the host. Oh, okay. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was like, I don't, I don't even remember. Uh, 
when I first saw it, but it plays well to my sensibilities of, of like in like horror and stuff like that. So I think that was where I first learned about them and then had watched, um, obviously Snowpiercer and then Okja and, and now this. So it's like, he's one of those people where anytime I hear he's doing something, I always want to check it out. Yeah. And then, I mean, speaking of that, I, maybe it's, you're just not a fan, Michelle, of this director. You, you, you reminded me, I had forgotten that you didn't like Snowpiercer. I, I, I mean, and I don't like have any haterade towards Snowpiercer. I think it's mm-hmm. fine. I just also was kind of like, I remember like you loved it. Like, I felt like everybody was loving it. You loved it. Bobby loved it. Yashi loved it. Mm. I think some other friends that you and I know loved it. And everybody just was super loving it. And I watched it. I was just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> just didn't hit a card with me. And I feel really bad. I was like, eh, eh. which basically is Parasite. Like, it's fine. It just doesn't really strike a chord for me. Gotcha. And, I, to be fair, uh, and I could be remembering this wrong since since I'm not looking it up at the moment, but I do think that um, Snowpiercer was a comic book first. Yeah, book. I believe it was. So it was adapted from that? I think but, you're right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all I know. That was our week. <laughs> that was the week. There's. I'm trying to think of the movies that are coming out right now. This, right now, I'm moving into straight up Star Wars mode this week. <laughs> oh yeah, for Tuesday is, morning. Well, yeah, it's two. So Disney Plus drops this week on Tuesday. Tuesday. And Tuesday. it's an interesting timing, Tuesday. which actually works out quite well for me. I wish it. I wish it dropped an hour earlier, but yeah, me too. Yeah. So instead of doing like a midnight drop or like it, they're so they're they're starting it at six a.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. Pacific on Tuesday is my understanding. Um, which means I might be able to check out a Mandalorian episode right before I go to work. Maybe <laughs> this is the plan. Maybe. Uh, if not, it will be an absolute really having to tell myself, stay off your phone today. I'm not going on Twitter today. Yeah. Like all day long, I'm just going to avoid social media until you're going to have to avoid Bobby's text messages for the whole no, day. No, because I uh, probably won't he, see it either. Yeah, exactly. So. He'll be doing the same thing I'll be doing if I don't watch it and waiting until I get home to then watch it, especially considering the talk of there is something in this first episode that is a major like Star Wars, like a, the universe of Star Wars spoiler in right. this first episode, you know, so much so that I don't well, I don't think any press has seen the entire episode, right? None. Zero. Well, yeah, they've only been shown a few minutes. Right. Like of the, the 20 uh, minutes it, or 30 minutes of it. And it wasn't even the, just the first episode. They were shown of the first, I think, three or four episodes. Ah. A collective because didn't they didn't want to show. Yeah, they didn't want to show the first episode uh, to keep a lot of that that stuff out of there because uh, I guess it's you know you it, it plays a part. So they showed they strung together twenty minutes of the first few episodes. So yeah, um, I mean, to me, and, and I, I obviously I have no inside information and know nothing, but. I feel like the only thing it could be, if this is a show called The Mandalorian, um, I figure that it has to be something about Boba Fett that is in there in that first episode. Whether he's alive or whether he's dead, something will be confirmed one way or the other. I, that's my that's my big guess on it. 
Yeah. I part of me feels like that that's probably what it is as well, but then I think there's a hope of mine that that's not it. Um but yeah, I'm definitely curious. I can't wait to see it. And then yeah, what is it? Thursday night, I think is when the new game Jedi Fallen Order drops. I think it's like a 9 p.m. release or something like that. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm kind of digging out of the top of my head. I could be wrong, so don't quote me. But yeah, that comes out this week too, which I'm excited about. Yeah, Star Wars week. I'm getting already. Let's get hyped for Rise of Skywalker. And let's do this. One more thing. And you you forgot to mention. And yeah, tell me what am I not mentioning? Did you not download the Audible book for? Oh yeah, uh, but that's so, been out for a few days or so, hasn't it? Or just a little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ended up downloading with one of my Audible credits the new Star Wars book. What is that? Uh, Resistance Reborn, mm-hmm. um, which takes place between the Last Jedi and the new film Rise of Skywalker. So, yeah, I'm curious. You've been listening to it already, haven't you? I have, yeah. I've started it. I just barely got to start it this week uh, or this weekend. In fact, I think it just came out on Tuesday, like on the fifth or something like that. So it's it's really cool because there's been a lot of Star Wars canon novels that have come out, but a lot of them seem to take place within different time periods, and nothing seemed to have really had any effect on the movies. These current this current trilogy. So this book is largely from the the viewpoint of Poe Dameron and it's taking place uh essentially not very long after the last jedi and it, it's it's Poe trying to rally troops r- get forces to help out to be able to fight against uh first order and it's it's interesting because what, what this uh, novel so far has been doing is it's pulling from some of the other canon books that have been coming out since this new trilogy started with The Force Awakens. So characters that have been appearing in some of the video games and some of the other books like the Aftermath books are starting to appear in this novel and tie things together in a way that's pretty cool. And I'm not very far into it. I'm like maybe into chapter five or six. But already you can kind of see that this is a... a, a really good supplement to watching the rise of Skywalker. So I'm curious as to see exactly where this story will end up. You know, obviously it can't go too far because we still have to watch the movie, but uh, filling this gap between the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker, I think this book is really going to help sort of fill that gap in a, in a satisfying way and lead us into the next movie. Yeah, and I I texted you asking you, hey, like, you know, you've been listening to it already. What do you think? I'm kind of curious because I I downloaded it today, but I'm kind of still torn because I've had, I feel like, mixed results with the whole, like, having, you know, material that kind of ties into something before you see that something, mm-hmm. you know, and how it affects my experience. And sometimes I've done that, you know, with certain properties and been happy that I had read these things. And then other times have been like, wait, maybe I would have enjoyed this even more if I hadn't, you know, I don't know. So 
I'm kind of mixed on should I even bother just enjoy Rise of Skywalker on its own as a movie and then yeah I don't know I don't know if I'm making well, sense but I've been I've been back and forth on it it makes sense and the best way I can put it is and I uh, I'm blanking on the the name of the novel but there was a novel that came out that was a little bit before um um Oh, crap. Now I can't even think of the name of the movie that came out. And it was a Star Wars movie. How can I blank all of a sudden? I just got a big blank in my head. Um, the one that takes place that shows how they get the Death Star plans. How am I not remembering that movie? Oh, Rogue One? Yes, Rogue One. Thank you. There was a novel that tied into Rogue One that yeah. t- takes place. It feels like that. It feels like if you don't read it, it won't hurt your viewing of the movie, but if you do, it, it, it helps to fill in some of the, the the cracks of some of the characters that you do end up seeing in Rogue One, like specifically Krennic, I think. But, um, you know, I think this only five chapters in, I can't say for sure, but it feels it has that same sort of feeling to me. Oh, yeah, I'm going to check it out. Though, you know, I still haven't, I kind of just pulled away from it because I started listening to certain podcasts and I haven't still finished Darth Plagueis. Mm. So I've been kind of wanting to finish that before Rise of Skywalker too. So I might finish that first and then jump into Resistance Reborn. Uh, With that, anything else, guys? I was going to say there's some good movies coming out this weekend. There's actually a lot of films dropping this coming friday the 15th november yeah i already have tickets for was it ford versus ferrari ford versus ferrari but then there's also the new charlie's angels mm-hmm. um the good liar with helen mirren and ian mckellen um and then next week is is a big one two big ones actually next friday the 22nd and that's Frozen 2 and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm. Those are going to be big. Yeah, I still need to get those Frozen tickets for the kids. Yeah. And A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. <laughs> well, yeah. That's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happening. I haven't gotten Knives Out tickets yet. See, that's been... And then Knives Out for the Thanksgiving. Way, so Knives Out, especially this week, all three movies we saw this oh, week. Oh, man. Um, I So I saw the first kind of teaser trailer i guess it was for knives out i remember yeah. at first i was even then i was kind of like eh, i don't know but then i saw it in front of a movie and i'm like all right fine i saw it in front of a movie well there's definitely a longer kind of i guess full-length trailer out mm-hmm. now and it played in front of every movie we saw this <laughs> week i've never seen this trailer and i still haven't because i mean i've heard it now but i close my eyes each time for whatever reason i'm just like i don't want to watch this trailer <laughs> like oh. you know and i i've listened to it but i've closed my eyes each time it played this week so i still haven't watched it i'm going to try to avoid that one as best i can there's uh and so that's thanksgiving is knives out right well, the day after Thanksgiving, technically. But the other that comes out the day after Thanksgiving is Queen and Slim. And I really want to see that mm-hmm. one, too. Yeah. There's a lot of good films this month. A lot of good films. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because uh, about Knives Out because I've essentially done the exact same thing where I haven't really... And I haven't even seen that first one, that teaser thing. So I, I've really only been subject... Uh, subject what's the word I'm looking for subjected to 
uh, hearing it as opposed to watching it. Cause I've sort of done the same thing where I'm not looking at it. I'm just kind of hearing it. And even then I try and zone out what I'm hearing. So that, um, parasite, I actually went into it the same way you did, David. I only knew, um, that it had a lot of buzz behind it. Right. So I didn't see any trailers before going into it. I had no idea what it was about. Uh, Jojo rabbit. I only seen that first T or that first trailer initially that came out for it. And, um, same with uh, with um, Doctor Sleep. I had only seen that first trailer. I don't think I saw anything beyond that. So it seems like lately I've either not seen trailers for some of these bigger movies that are coming out, or at least the Oscar movies that are coming out, or I've seen maybe just the first one and, and kind of kept it at that. So... With the exceptions being Ford versus Ferrari or Ford v Ferrari, it seems like I've seen that trailer a ton of times. Both of them, I think there was at least two trailers, but I feel like there's still way more to that film than just the trailer. So it hasn't bothered me watching that one. And then um, I think there was one other one, Michelle, you mentioned that's coming out that I don't think I've seen the trailer for it. For Queen like, and Slim. No, I think it was, uh, what did you say is coming out next week? A as Beautiful well as... Day in the Neighborhood? Yeah, that one. You, I... How have you escaped seeing a trailer for that? It's well, honestly, everywhere. I don't think see, I don't think I've seen it in front of a lot of the movies I've been going to. Or it's it's a combination of that and a lot of times I try to wait outside until I can go in slightly before the movie's starting if I'm there. Okay. Early I was going to say so. it has been playing in front of, I think damn near every film I've seen for the last five or six weeks. Mm. It has been getting some, and even then, like I've seen it on TV now, like it's everywhere that trailer. So it's gotta be something about you not watching the trailers because yeah. it has been playing like, like gangbusters. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that one. A lot, and I agree with you on the Ford vs Ferrari trailer. I have seen that a lot as well, but that yeah. there's something about that that I I agree. I don't think it's gonna take anything away from that movie. I don't think so either. Definitely not a Jojo Rabbit situation. Oh, <laughs> Nowhere near. I'm so I, mad at the marketing um, team behind that one. Uh, yeah, there's something I was gonna bring up about movies coming up. Harley's Angels. I'm kind of curious, like, I your guys' take on that. Like, I have no desire to see this film. Bobby, do you have any desire to see Charlie's Angels? I really don't. And it, and it's a shame because I like the, the IP. I, I used to watch the TV show when I was young. And I like the, the Drew Barrymore ones that came out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they were, they were fine. I, I enjoyed them for what they were. And then they did a reboot of the TV series at one point after the Drew Barrymore series. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, yeah, that one, I, it didn't really grab me to, to even want to watch it. So I didn't check it out at all. And then this one, when I first heard about the casting and whatnot in Elizabeth Banks directing, I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe, uh, it depends on how they do it. Like, what are they doing with it? Are, are they going to switch it up in any way that's interesting that makes it, um, I don't know, more contemporary, but still kind of, fits within that mold and then i saw the trailer for it and it just seemed like it's trying to play off of 
what the Drew Barrymore one was in a way, but switched up a little bit differently. And I don't think that's what I was looking for, for them to do with it. So it just doesn't really, it's not speaking to me for anything I want to really check out. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think it's doing much for me. It looks like the only major changes, if you want to call them changes, is that the women that are playing the angels are younger than usual. Mm. And Elizabeth Banks is Bosley. And that's about it, kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw the first trailer and my thought was, you know what? I'd watch that. I was actually kind of surprised. I'm not saying it looked good, but I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, this could be fun. And then the second trailer dropped, the the more recent one, and I I saw that. I think we saw that together, Michelle. And I remember turning to you going, oh, well, that kind of killed it. Like, that trailer just made it look really stupid. And also my big takeaway from what I have seen is, actually, I don't, I think I kind of like the casting of the Angels. It, it's really Elizabeth Banks. Her version of Bosley is like, this is not, there's something about it that really just bugs me. It just, it just doesn't work for me at all. I agree. Like, I don't think it's so much that it's a female Bosley. Oh, it's definitely it's, not that it's a female. There's something about Elizabeth Banks. And I like Elizabeth Banks. I do Banks, too. And there's something about it in just the trailers that I agree. Are, it rubs me like, I don't want to watch it's the this. way she carries herself with this like kind of. Something yeah. about her attitude is Bosley that I'm like, uh, though. I, it's weird. I don't like it. Like, at this point, the only reason I would literally go see this film is if I wanted to spend almost two hours just looking at Naomi Scott. <laughs> I'm with you there. Otherwise, <laughs> I really don't care. Like, there's nothing else about this film that's interesting to me. Right. Naomi Scott's about it, guys. <laughs> Let's be honest. I am kind of curious because I don't understand the whole Bosley thing because if she's Bosley, isn't also Patrick Stewart Bosley as well? I thought they called him Bosley. So I listened to the Christian Stewart interview on Howard like last week or. Okay. And this came up not specifically, but it gave, I got the impression that there's not just one Bosley. Like there's a bunch of Bosleys. (laughs) Or something there's, like a, that. there's a Bosley to every group of there's angels. There's like a whole network of angels oh, all over yes. the world kind of situation. Okay. There's They keep three angels in a house, and there's a Bosley that's in charge of the angels, and this is the whole thing. Yeah. But I thought everybody knew that. I didn't. Mm, until, no. I, I know didn't. I hadn't heard that until I heard her interview with him. That was the first time it kind of came up. Charlie's Angels buff. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I and I say this too. Like, I've seen the show. I, I watched it at bits and pieces i guess and i mean it's fine i've never been like a fan i actually really wasn't a fan of those uh drew barrymore lucy lou i liked the first one i did not like the second one but the first one also had sam rockwell in it so oh there you go anywho anywho yep that's what's coming up that was our week we got some spoiler effects that are getting posted yep spoiler effect is is back Back, baby. Oh, it's back, and it's suddenly going to be three new episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Back with a vengeance. Uh, Though we've only recorded two. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Bobby, I don't know. Maybe you want to join us for Dr. Sleep one. That's the one we haven't done yet. Um, Oh, sure. So, anyway, yeah. With that, I think that's going to wrap things up. Um, As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. 
You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Flickr underscore effect. And we are on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Flickr effects. I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. <laughs>